This episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. I get asked all the time what I would take if I could only take one supplement. The answer is invariably Athletic Greens. I view it as all-in-one nutritional insurance. I recommended it, in fact, in the four-hour body. This is more than 10 years ago, and I did not get paid to do so. With approximately 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients, you'd be very hard-pressed to find a more nutrient-dense and comprehensive formula on the market. It has multivitamins, multimineral greens complex, probiotics and prebiotics for gut health, an immunity formula, digestive enzymes, adaptogens, and much more. I usually take it once or twice a day just to make sure I've covered my bases if I miss anything I'm not aware of. Of course, I focus on nutrient-dense meals to begin with. That's the basis. But Athletic Greens makes it easy to get a lot of nutrition when whole foods aren't readily available. From travel packets, I always have them in my bag when I'm zipping around. Right now, Athletic Greens is giving my audience a special offer on top of their all-in-one formula, which is a free vitamin D supplement and five free travel packs with your first subscription purchase. Many of us are deficient in vitamin D. I found that true for myself, which is usually produced in our bodies from sun exposure. So adding a vitamin D supplement to your daily routine is a great option for additional immune support. Support your immunity, gut health, and energy by visiting athleticgreens.com slash TFS. You'll receive up to a year's supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your subscription. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash TFS, as in Tim Ferriss show. Athleticgreens.com slash TFS. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. This is Tim Ferriss, and welcome to another edition of The Tim Ferriss Show. This is an in-between-isode, as one of my fine readers suggested calling it, and that is short-form audio essays in between the longer interviews. So if you want the longer stuff, just go to iTunes or anywhere else, search The Tim Ferriss Show, and you'll find lots of long interviews with everyone from chess prodigies to master photographers to scientists and in-between. In the meantime, I'm going to present a short essay, and it is entitled, The Nine Habits to Stop Now, The Not-To-Do List. I'm not going to edit this because, quite frankly, I don't know how, so if I stumble, please forgive me. Here goes. Nine Habits to Stop Now, The Not-To-Do List. Not-To-Do Lists are often more effective than to-do lists for upgrading performance, and the reason is simple. What you don't do determines what you can do. So I'm going to elaborate on nine stressful and very common habits that entrepreneurs and office workers should strive to eliminate. Uh, Focus on one or two at a time, just as you would with high priority to do items. So one or two per day, no more. And I've worded them in in a not to do action form to try to make these actionable. Number one, do not answer phone calls from unrecognized or unknown phone numbers. Feel free to surprise others, of course, but don't be surprised yourself. It just results in one unwanted interruption of various types, right? And there's task switching costs. So when you go from task to task, you will typically, let's just say 40% of the time, not complete the task that was interrupted. 
uh, another reason to use an app like Freedom. Uh, and secondly, you'll end up in a poor negotiating position. You don't want to be surprised. So let unknown phone numbers go to voicemail and consider using something like Google Voice, uh, where you can listen in on the voicemail, or something like Simulscribe that will allow you to receive voicemails as email. Number two, do not email first thing in the morning or last thing at night. The former scrambles your priorities and all your plans for the day, and the latter just gives you insomnia. Email can wait until 10 a.m. or after you've completed at least one of your critical to-do items, all right? And read more, of course, uh, of what I've written about working first thing in the morning offline. And you can find plenty of that stuff on the blog at fourhourblog.com. Number three, do not agree to meetings or calls with no clear agenda or end time. Phrased another way, you always need a clear agenda beforehand and a stated end time for meetings or calls, all right? If the desired outcome is defined clearly, this is what we want to accomplish in this call or in this meeting, uh, and there's an agenda listing topics, questions to cover, no meeting or call should really last more than 30 minutes, right? So request them in advance so you can, quote, best prepare and make good use of our time together, end quote. Number four on the not-to-do list, do not let people ramble, all right? Small talk takes up big time. So forget, how's it going when someone calls you? Stick with, what's up? Or I'm right in the middle of something, but what's going on? A big part of getting things done is getting to the point, all right? So you don't have to be rude about this, but uh, remember, remember what I mentioned about task switching and the cost of interruption. It's not a question of if you have the time to say, engage in five minutes of chit chat. It's whether you can afford the interruption or not. And I guarantee you 99 times out of 100, you cannot afford the interruption. So go from, hey, how's it going? How's your weekend? To what's up? Or I'm in the middle of something. What's going on? Number five, do not check email constantly. Batch checking email and check at set times only, right? So of course, I'm somewhat known for the policy of checking email twice per day, something I recommend. Uh, I belabor this point enough elsewhere, so I'm not going to elaborate too deeply. But needless to say, get off the cocaine pellet dispenser and focus on execution of your top to-dos instead of responding to manufactured emergencies, all right? So hitting refresh or inbox repeatedly in Outlook Gmail is not a constructive way to spend your time. Email is everyone else's agenda for your time, as I've said before. So set up a strategic, uh, strategic autoresponder and check email two or three times daily. You can also use tools such as Boomerang to schedule follow-ups if, if you don't hear back from someone or to send email at a later point in time so that you're not refilling your inbox as quickly as you clear it, all right? So do not check email constantly check it at set times. Batch, just like you wouldn't do your laundry when you have two pairs of dirty socks, you wait for a critical mass and then you process. Number six, do not over communicate with low profit, high maintenance customers. There is no sure path to success. Uh, and this is actually a quote from Bill Cosby, but the surest path to failure is trying to please everyone. So do an 80-20 analysis of your customer base in two ways. Which 20% are producing 80% or more of my profit and which 20% are consuming 80% or more of my time? Then put the loudest and least productive on autopilot by citing a change in company policy. It's pretty straightforward, right? Send them an email with new rules as bullet points. Number of permissible phone calls, email response time to be expected, minimum orders necessary for A, B, C, D, and E, etc. right? 
offer to point them to another provider or supplier if they can't conform to the new policies. You Sometimes you really have to fire your customers to create the business and the life that you want. Number seven, uh, do not work more to fix overwhelm. Prioritize, all right? If you don't prioritize, everything seems urgent in importance. Uh, if you define the single most important task for each day, almost nothing seems urgent or important because that one thing is the force multiplier that will render everything else unimportant or less important or make them all easier, right? So define that single most important task for each day. Uh, oftentimes, it's simply a matter of letting little bad things happen. Right, So examples of that would be returning a phone call late and apologizing, paying a small late fee for some type of return, uh, losing an unreasonable customer, etc., etc., to get the big important things done. The answer to overwhelm is not spinning more plates or doing more. It's defining the few things that can really fundamentally change your business and life. So if you don't have time, the truth is you don't have priorities. So think harder, don't work harder. Number eight, do not carry a cell phone, iPhone, Crackberry, whatever, 24-7, all right? A digital leash. Do not carry a digital leash 24-7. Take at least one day off per week. Turn them off, or better still, and I tend to do this on Saturdays, which is also cheat day, right? Leave them in the garage, in the car, somewhere you can't get easy access. I do this uh, at least once a week, and I recommend you leave the phone at home if you go out for dinner, all right? So what if you return a phone call at, uh, let's say, an hour later or the next morning? You know, as one reader put it to me, uh, <laughs> uh, when he was explaining uh, how he responded to a miffed coworker who worked 24-7 and expected the same from every, everything and everyone else, uh, quote, I'm not the president of the United States. No one should need me at 8 p.m. at night. Okay, you didn't get a hold of me, so what bad happened? The answer, of course, nothing. All right, last but not least... Number nine on the not-to-do list, the nine habits you should stop now, do not expect work to fill a void that non-work relationships and activities should. Work is not all of life, all right? Your coworkers shouldn't be your only friends. Schedule life, cool activities, and defend it just as you would an important business meeting. Never tell yourself, quote, I'll just get it done this weekend, end quote. That's how you end up screwed where you have neither productivity nor relaxation. So review Parkinson's law in the four-hour work week. Force yourself to cram within tight hours so your per-hour productivity doesn't fall through the floor. Focus, get the critical few done, and get out. Emailing all weekend is no way to spend the little time you have on this planet. And those are the nine. So to reiterate and summarize this, it's very hip to focus on getting things done. There are a million new tools and tricks every day, every week on a million different websites. But getting things done truly is only possible once we remove the constant static and distractions. If you have trouble deciding what to do, as many people do, including me, just focus on not doing. Focus on the not to do list. Different means, same end. So I hope you enjoyed the essay and I would love to hear what other items you would put on your critical not-to-do list. If you had a not-to-do list of only two or three things, what would you add to that list that I didn't just describe? I'd love to hear from you. Let me know what you thought of the episode. Just ping me on Twitter, at T Ferris, T-F-E-R-R-I-S-S, and thanks for listening. 
Save on Cox Internet when you add Cox Mobile and get fiber-powered internet at home and unbeatable 5G reliability on the go. So whether you're playing a game at home, yes, cool, or attending one live, no! you can do more without spending more. Learn how to save at cox.com/internet. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial cable. Cox Mobile runs on the network with unbeatable 5G reliability as measured by Ookla LLC in the US to H2023. Results may vary, not an endorsement, other restrictions apply.